creativelyanddeliberately.com, a podcast where we will discuss how to creatively and deliberately make choices that give life meaning. I am your host, Annette Hansen. This podcast will be where I creatively express myself. I love that we can all creatively express ourselves. Love that First Amendment where we all have a voice. So why not share it? In this second episode, I'd like to talk about commitment. In the first podcast, we established how important it is that we decide what we want in our lives. We all have the power to create what that is that we want. And that's a beautiful thing. So after we've decided what it is that we desire, then we must commit to taking action in that desired direction. Actions must flow from our decisions for the whole process to produce the results we're looking for. I don't have too much of a problem making decisions. My problem comes from second-guessing what I've already decided on. Analysis paralysis is what my husband always says. I guess if you question anything enough times, it's a guarantee you're going to doubt it. So defining what commitment actually is has helped me approach my decisions with more assurance as well as with confidence. I'm not perfect at this yet, but I'm seeing how defining words and being clear on their meaning helps me align with the results I want. Let's look at both confidence and commitment to see if we can set them on fire with our conviction and passion. I'll start off with saying that having confidence doesn't mean I'm, or whoever we're talking about, is proficient at the skills required for any said goal or task. Rather, confidence can come from just being capable and trusting in one's own abilities. Jody Moore gave a great example of this in a webinar. A lady questioned whether their inexperience in a particular area was proof that she shouldn't go into that field of business. And Jody's reply was, just because my male OB hasn't had a baby doesn't mean he is incompetent in delivering a child. So see, this proves my point right here. Confidence comes from being capable and trusting in our own abilities. Another way to reference confidence and commitment for me came from the movie 12 Strong. It's based on a true story of 12 soldiers in the U.S. Special Forces who headed to Afghanistan aftermath 9-11. Captain Mitch Nielsen is played by Chris Hemsworth, which makes the movie worth seeing in and of itself. But I admit, I didn't care for some of the language, and that's putting it mildly. But Captain Mitch's character was inspiring. Talk about commitment. He'd never gone into war combat physically. But he knew he had the abilities needed to strategize for the job, and his team trusted each other. He was committed to following through with a mission to take down the Taliban. His confidence stemmed from the knowledge that he was capable and determined to complete the mission at hand. He didn't have to have the experience of going into war before having confidence. He knew he was competent just from his long training in the military, and he was determined to contribute in providing a solution to a pressing problem. I love to see how committed he was regardless of the obstacles that stood in his way. And there were many obstacles, like having to ride horses in the midst of gunfire. But he trusted his team, and he had faith that he could make all the difference. The leverage of thinking 
that another attack on American soil was painful enough in keeping him going through the lack of cooperation from his allies. This kind of commitment fuels the need to act. Seeing him act with conviction toward the team's goal, regardless of the cost, put into perspective for me what it takes to give it your all, no matter what the consequences end up being. There's honor and unlimited value in trying. Working with others on a common goal can be motivation enough to push us through the challenges that will be presented. So rallying around those who share in the same mindset can help with your commitments and staying accountable. There, a plug-in for coaches as well as friends and family and God who is the ultimate source of support. There's also a need to be accountable to yourselves when making a commitment to do something. I don't know how many of you saw the movie Hacksaw Ridge, another true war story. War movies are generally rated R, but I wanted to see them for their inspiring stories and patriotic values. The cussing in this one was so minimal that it's almost not worth mentioning. In fact, I probably cuss more. However, the gruesome war scenes in this movie was more intense. The story took place in Okinawa during the bloodiest battle of World War II. It's interesting to note that it was the most discussed movie of 2016. I was impressed with a commitment that Private Desmond Doss had as a frontline army medic who was adamant about not violating the personal commitment to not fire or carry a gun. He had lots of resistance from his own convictions, starting with the men within his own barracks. Then, to being in the midst of combat was even more gruesome resistance. But he was determined to stay true to his word. Amazingly, he saved 75 men and earned the Congressional Medal of Honor without even using a weapon. All because he made a commitment to contribute to the war without breaching or compromising his own value system and he relied on God to help him stay true and perform. Private Doss's heroic actions moved me in a very personal way. There is boundless power that comes from convictions and commitments that we make to ourselves and to God, and there's a special endowment that comes from being true to yourself. Imagine with me, if you will, of rating your level of commitment on a scale from 1 to 10. The two examples I gave would obviously be a 10 or much higher. So what would a level 4 look like in their situations? In the 12 Strong movie, Captain Nielsen wouldn't have had even pursued going in or talking to his commander while stateside about knowing he was qualified and ready for the job, much less petition the stout officer in the field to be the first group to enter Taliban territory because of their specific skills. How about a six? Maybe in Hacksaw Ridge, Private Doss would have suffered the persecution from his own men, calling him a coward and roughing him up, but then he would have dropped the personal issue about not carrying a gun when he was court-martialed for violating direct orders. He would have never become the first conscientious objector to fight in a war that earned a medal because a 10 in this situation was life risking. How about looking at just the battles of life, like losing weight, which can feel like a war in and of itself? The efforts needed for a 6 will only get you so far. If you are wanting the results of a 10, you have to put in the efforts of a 10. That goes for your relationships your spirituality, 
your career, anything. You must put in the time and the effort to achieve the desired results you want. So, you know, there's the knowing how to do it, and then there's the doing it. Dr. Joe Dispenza capitalized on this distinction in a TED Talk when he said, learning is for the mind and experience is for the body. Obviously, there is a disconnect until both the mind and the body have engaged. This is proof to me that we can easily preach what we don't practice. You must be the doers of the word and not hearers only. There's you some scriptural truth. We can intellectually know we need to do something, but just can't physically get ourselves motivated enough to get it done. The mind is willing, but the flesh is weak. That's why commitment is the glue that seals our execution with desire, giving us the final success of completing our goals. Let me repeat this. Commitment is the glue for success. Only when your goals have a meaningful purpose can they be fully achieved. Creatively and deliberately walks you through all the steps of commitment to help bridge the gap of what occurs in the head and the heart in order to unleash your greatest potential. We definitely want to avoid walking in circles of second guessing, and we can do so by taking steps in a deliberate direction with a deliberate destination in mind. Because I am the second guessing type, I've created a simple steps model that can help in preventing the brain from shifting into inaction and resting in the comfort zone. I'll cover the acronym for the STEPS model here, and then we'll delve into what each letter stands for in the next five podcasts. The first S in the STEPS stands for self-improvement. We must first believe in ourselves and be aware of our capabilities before we are willing to accept the actions needed for T which stands for true thoughts versus distortions. Being aware of our thoughts and what we're making events and situations in our life means has to come from a place of awareness and acceptance. We must ask ourselves if our personal interpretations are really serving us. The letter E represents emotions. It's best to strive for emotional intelligence that will enrich our lives. We can do so by monitoring what empowers us and what doesn't. P in the STEPS model is for proactive progress. Our persistence and proper perspective will be needed to propel us forward in our commitments. The final S in STEPS is success with support. Deliberate focused attention must be filled with passion and creativity in order to complete our goals and realize our true potential mirroring heroes like Captain Nielsen and Private Doss, as well as being accountable to others and ourselves, will give us the support we need to truly succeed in life. So join us in episode three, where we will break down some self-improvement strategies from our STEPS model, as well as continue to talk about our social self and our innate, authentic selves. (music) 